There you are. I was wondering if you'd find me. Go ahead. Pull up a seat. Perfect night for a fire, isn't it? Hey. While you're here. Do you like a good creepy story? Because I've got one for you. fiance and I, we bought a house together, an old house, needed a lot of work, but I'd been in construction for years, and she really enjoyed doing home improvement projects, so we thought it was a perfect fit for us, so we got in there, and the first couple of days, we were just pretty much pulling out all the junk and the clutter, making room for us to move. And then we started getting at it. By late in the week, I was starting to tear out the kitchen. and She was taking care of getting rid of the wallpaper. The wallpaper was hideous. It was everywhere. Whoever lived in this house before wallpapered the walls and even the ceilings in most rooms. And it had to go. So I'm down in the kitchen and hammering away and she yells down to me. She says, babe, come up here and take a look at this. So I went up the stairs and went into the first bedroom and she's there at the wall and she's got this big grin on her face. She's kind of giggling and she says that peeling the wallpaper off is kind of reminding her of when she was a little kid and got a sunburn and she was trying to peel it off in as big a sheet as she could. But she says, look at this. And she flipped up the one corner the wallpaper and there was a name written on the wall. And she says, who do, you, who do you think this is? What do you think it means? And I said, hun, I have no idea. Maybe it was a previous owner. Maybe some kid that lived in that room. It doesn't matter. Just keep doing what you're doing. Well, she didn't seem to be too happy with my attitude. and I went back down to the kitchen she kept working Friday rolls around same grind again we're doing the same stuff and about 6 o'clock I said hey babe I said hey let's knock off for the day call it an early night I'll go pick up a pizza we can just hang out relax take the night off and we can start back at it tomorrow she said that was a great idea so I called in the pizza, and I went after it. I couldn't be gone. Uh, 20, 25 minutes. I came home, put the pie on the table, and yelled up the stairs. I said, babe, pizza's here. And she says, honey, come up here quick. Take a look at this. I got up there. She'd already taken a corner of this room and turned it into a little art studio. She loved to draw. She loved charcoal drawing. And she was so excited that this wallpaper, the backside of the wallpaper, she kept saying it was like parchment, like old parchment paper. And 
was perfect for charcoal drawings. So she had her easel in the corner and was working on a picture already. And she said, take a look at this. And I said, babe, it's great. I love your pictures. She says, no, down here in the corner. And on the corner of the paper were what looked like four numbers, but they were like backwards. They weren't reading the right way. Then we figured out that it must have been stuck to the adhesive on the back of the paper when she pulled it off the wall. And she's like, oh my God, oh my God, what do you think this is? Well, curiosity got the best of us. So I pulled out her phone and we googled the name from the first bedroom. And then we figured out that that was a date. So we googled the name and the date. And Google showed that it was somebody that had gone missing about 12 years ago. That was kind of weird. So we started looking at the wallpaper in the second bedroom about the same area. He peeled up the corner and there's another name. This time the date is still on the wall. So we googled that. And that came up as a name of a person that had gone missing six years ago. Now she really had my interest. So I said, all right, tomorrow morning we'll call the police and find out what's going on here. So we knocked off for the evening, we had our pizza, went to bed. Next morning we called the police. We got bounced around from phone to phone a couple of times and finally got to talk to a detective. Told him what we knew, what we had found. He instructed us to stop work on the house immediately and they were going to have some officers come out. Well, the officers came out a while later, asked us a bunch of questions, walked around the house, got on their radios and called some more officers in. Not long after, a van shows up. Three people get out. All of them have these little blue hospital booties on their shoes and rubber gloves on their hands. They go into the bedroom. One guy's taking pictures. There's a lady, she's collecting all the paper that we've picked up off the walls, putting it in a pile. The other guy is writing down notes. fiance and I were standing in the corner talking between ourselves and I overhear the one investigator who's leaning over the pile of papers looks up at the other officer and says it's human I thought he said it's human and I said excuse me what did you just say and he 
looked at me and I said, what, what did you just say? Did you just say it was human? And his eyes looked down at the pile of paper on the floor and then looked back up at us and said, that wasn't paper you were peeling off the walls. sister had to relocate to Ohio years ago for work. After getting settled in, it was apparent there wasn't much to do in that rural community. Farms and fields mostly. A diner, a gas station, and a handful of other businesses crammed into barely more than a city block. Was it really? She'd overheard two ladies talking about a resident author that was going to be speaking on local history and lore at the thrift store that weekend. Boredom had set in pretty quickly, so she decided to give it a shot. It was pretty much what you'd expect. Until the author started telling a tale of Noah Yoder. Now, Yoder was fairly wealthy for that time. He and his wife owned a large farm and much of the outlying property in that town. He and his wife had five children, all boys. With anticipation of the birth of each child, Yoder built a new barn on a different parcel of their land and placed a nameplate above the doors with each of his son's names on it. He was beginning a sixth as they were expecting again and desperately hoping for a daughter. Within five months, the barn was done just in time for their newest arrival. Complications during that birth unfortunately led to the deaths of both his wife and their baby girl. Yoder was paralyzed with grief. Barely able to manage taking care of his children completely abandoned the daily needs of the farm. The crops went to waste. His wealth was quickly exhausted. And he was in danger of losing everything back to the bank. Those that knew him said he literally had lost his mind. And in the depths of his grief and despair, it is said that he grabbed an axe led the children out to the barns where he murdered them one by one. After burying each one in the barns that had been built and named for them 
He then went to the sixth barn and hung himself. The local teenagers say if you go to that barn at night, you'll see Noah's ghost hanging from the rafters. His body slowly swinging back and forth, eternally reliving his terrible crime. The story went on that all the barns were torn down and property was broken up and sold off. No one was certain exactly where this family actually lived. A man sitting next to her nudged her in the shoulder and said he was sure he knew the location of this farm. He said he and his son had been looking into this story for quite some time and they were sure they had located it. He had finally managed to track down the real location of the infamous sixth barn. He said that none of the barns had ever actually been torn down, that the land had just been divided up and sold off, and the barns had simply been renamed and purchased by new families. on to say they were planning on investigating that area that evening and were hoping to experience some paranormal activity while they were out there. She said she gave him a look and said good luck with that. Better you than me. She wanted no part of it. One day she noticed the whole town was talking. This man and his 15-year-old son had been reported missing after not returning home that night. Days later they were found. Police found their abandoned car on the roadside. While searching the area, they entered a dilapidated barn in a nearby field. They first found the sun, partially covered in straw, with an axe buried in his chest. And then his father, who was directly above him,
she wasn't at my house, I was at hers. As we got older, we'd tear up the neighborhood. Never really got into too much trouble, but... Well, we were always out looking for something to do. I think the first time we met was in first grade. Hell, it might have been even kindergarten, I don't remember. But we were together through all of school, all the way up into high school. Thick as thieves. I'm not really sure when it all started. But at some point, Tammy would end up having to go away for a while. Sometimes weeks at a time. Sometimes longer. I used to hate those times. I missed her so much. I remember my mom and dad explaining to me that I was so lucky because my brain worked normally. That everything was right. And that Tammy's brain had a chemical imbalance. I didn't know what that was at the time. But they explained it as being certain chemicals that needed to get to her brain to make her act right weren't getting there like there was a roadblock for some reason I remember one night her mom came over to talk to mine and I overheard her saying that a couple of the neighborhood cats had been left on their back porch had been gouged out and some other things that were worse than that but each time she went away she eventually came home and then we picked up right where we left off well my parents started getting a little weird started asking a lot of questions about what we were doing and where we were going to be. I don't know, I I didn't really get it. Each time she went away, I'd usually go over to her mom's and I'd just beg and plead with her until I'd say... Please, just let her come home. I promise I'll keep an eye on her. I won't let her do anything wrong. I promise. Just let her come home. And a couple of times it worked. And then somebody found a bunch of razor blades thrown into the mulch around the little kid's playground in our neighborhood. And wouldn't you know it, she goes again the last time she came home I remember her mom telling me just before she got back home she said Tammy has a disorder 
that lets her act very charming and makes her act like she's a good girl. But it's just to fool everybody. She said even when she's sent away to the doctors, she's so convincing that the doctors end up believing that she's rehabilitated and that she's gotten better and they don't have any reason to hold her there anymore. of the last time I heard my mom tell my dad that they had found their dog hanging from the shower in the upstairs bathroom and that written on the wall of the bathroom it said
no decorations, just one clock. The time is two minutes till midnight. The house seems to be deserted. Everything is silent. I find myself at the end of the hall. She 
said she was sorry to inform me that he had passed away. I was shocked. I asked her what happened. She said she really didn't have any details other than his wife had found him dead in the bed that morning. Take it. 